Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Good morning, Agents, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 18, Providence. Yeah. So, Mariah, how was your week? It was great. I actually have an exciting new job opportunity that I, oh, I forgot to tell you about. (laughs) Oh my god, tell me. I don't want to get too excited. It's all up in the air right now. But yeah, I'm sure I'll talk about it on the podcast if it ends up actually happening. So yeah. And I also had a breakfast date with my friend Diamond yesterday that somehow turned into us hanging out for a full 14 hours. Whoa. <laughs> so that was fun. Aw, I miss Diamond. So, Caroline, how was your week? Mine was good. Um, so I have started my new job working with puppies. Woohoo! And it's been wonderful. I love that. Uh, but more importantly, <laughs> I found out... <laughs> Yesterday, because my boyfriend was catching up on all of the podcast episodes, because um, he wants to guest on one, <laughs> I we realized that the buffalo mozzarella that Simmons puts on Fitz's like special sandwich in episode seven is not so much like mozzarella with buffalo sauce <laughs> and more <laughs> mozzarella made from buffalo milk. Um, so I would like to retract my statements about how gross that sandwich sounded <laughs> in that episode um, because like prosciutto and buffalo mozzarella with pesto aioli is basically just like fancy ham and cheese (laughs) it sounds fine it's so funny i love that buffalo cheese though buffalo mozzarella cheese yeah milking a buffalo that i I mean it's still a bovine that never registered to me as like an option (laughs) i know that's why i was thinking buffalo sauce and i hate buffalo sauce (laughs) (laughs) that would be really weird okay but it's not it's just regular cheese you learn something new every day Anyway, let's get into this. <laughs> so this episode was written by Blint, Blint? Jesus Christ. Blint? <laughs> Blint Fletcher and directed by Milan Chalov. So the Art of Level 7 poster made for this episode, Providence, was created by Paolo Rivera. And it highlights the rise of Hydra by showing a melded Hydra and Shield logo. Ooh. So it's like the Shield logo, but it has like the skull octopus thing. Yeah. And it depicts the team divided by Coulson, Reyna, and Ward. Wow. And I put that in the drive if you... Do you want me to react to it? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Wait, why are Simmons and Fitz separated? I don't, <laughs> I don't like that. Ooh. I don't know, man. They're they're starting to be at odds a little bit. Damn. It's it's sad. I don't like it, but it is happening. I don't like it at all. <laughs> it's a cool poster. I like it. <laughs> so who do we meet in this episode? So uh, in this episode, we meet two new characters. One is Colonel Glenn Talbot, and I don't, I don't know if this is too much, <laughs> but I would describe him as a flying pig with a fake mustache and a terrible toupee. <laughs> I feel like that's just right. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> and then we also meet S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Eric Koenig, who uh, is basically if Whiplash was a person. I love God. I love Koenig. He's amazing. Just so good. Okay. 
Let's get into it. Okay. So we open on Reina making an origami flower in her prison cell. It's beautiful. And as she adds it to her collection of other origami flowers, she's startled by a distant booming sound outside her cell. Machine guns are shooting and people are yelling, so Reina just smiles and calmly sits back down on her mattress. <laughs> Very normal reaction. <laughs> So then her cell door is <laughs> unlocked and Ward walks in. Raina is surprised to see him, but he just smirks and gives her a gift from the clairvoyant. I knew it would be a flower dress, but it took me the entire shot of the dress before I could, like, find the flower pattern. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> they should have had, like, more obvious flower patterns. I know, like, when I think <laughs> of flower dress, I don't think that specifically. I think of, like... Like a floral, like, I mean, yeah. floral pattern, but like, you know, you, you know the kind I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like what Torrid sells. <laughs> <laughs> Daisies and skulls. Roses and skulls. <laughs> Petunias and skulls. Lilies and skulls. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> if you're not in straight sizes, these are your options. If you don't like skulls, too bad. <laughs> if you don't want flowers, you get beige. Nothing else. <laughs> I love the scene where Ward walks into the prison cell and also just like Raina preparing herself to look all pretty because she knows she's getting broken out of prison. It's so funny to me. She's like, mm, gotta pose. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. Gotta get my angles. <laughs> Um, so then over at the hub, Coulson is watching a news story where I think another S.H.I.E.L.D. location has been bombed. So, um, the footage that they're showing, I'm pretty sure, I don't remember, and I didn't write it down, but they're showing the, like, I forget what they're called. They're, are they helicarriers? They're not. Editing Mariah here. They were helicarriers, and they were connected to the Project Insight satellites. But at the end of Winter Soldier, Captain America saves the day by, like, disabling these things that they were going to send up in the air. And, like, it ends up crashing into the Triskelion, which is, like, the main mm. shield hub. Okay. Uh, but I think it's really interesting, the newscasting talking about how they're not sure who exactly to hold accountable for this happening. Yeah. I like to think about the political implications of the world of the MCU because, like, it's so complicated. For sure. And obviously a lot had to be overlooked or, like, even endorsed by actual S.H.I.E.L.D. authorities, like high-ranking agents, for Hydra to be able to embed itself that right. deeply, you know? Yeah, they're shady as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of like the catalyst for the Winter Soldier movie is that they're launching these things into space... That'll be killing people before they even commit a crime, or so that's, like, what it's supposed to be. <laughs> what the fuck? And Harry was, like, fully behind that. Like, he thought it was a good idea. Holy he shit. wasn't Hydra, but he was endorsing their ideas. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and, I mean, of course, it turned out that the things were actually intended to take out enemies of Hydra, not hypothetical future criminals, but it's bad either way you slice it. Right, you're still killing people. <laughs> you're still killing innocent people yeah because up until the point that that person commits the crime regardless of what your algorithm or whatever the fuck says they're an innocent person yep and like i can't believe that fury didn't think that he would get any pushback on that i haven't seen the movie so i don't know <laughs> there would be an outcry it's so oh it's so crazy and like steve rogers thought it was fucked up too yeah 
Anyway. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. The political implications of the MCU gets me heated. <laughs> <laughs> so Sky tells Coulson that she has a list of the remaining S.H.I.E.L.D. locations that have been confirmed as uninfiltrated. Coulson guesses that there are maybe seven. Sky says there are three. And he's like, plus the hub, including the hub. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sky tries to be positive, but Coulson gets distracted by despair and the news. So then Sky says, You were right. Having all this out there in the world makes it too dangerous, and now there's no one left to protect it. And I have literally no idea what she's talking (laughs) about. Like, secrets? Shield? Like, I don't, I have no clue. So I feel like I'm just going to end up explaining the entire Winter Soldier movie to you before we even watch it. But, I mean, it's fine. There will still be plenty of twists and turns that you don't see coming. Okay, okay. So at the end of the Winter Soldier, Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, she's, like, testifying before Congress or the UN or something, and she, like, essentially ends up pressing a button on a phone or something and leaking, like, almost all of the S.H.I.E.L.D. files so that it's just, like, all out there. It's public knowledge. And I say almost because I guess that this team on this show has their own separate secret <laughs> files. Okay. Sky Sky encrypted them or something. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, she's like, there. Now you know everything. That's proof that I wasn't involved in this for some reason, and none of us are hiding anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying this from memory because I haven't watched Winter Soldier in a while, so I could be getting things wrong, but, like, that's the gist. Okay. Everyone knows everything. Aliens, secret technology, everything. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that is dangerous. I got to have out there in the world. Um. So, yeah, so Sky says that Coulson is right, and Coulson reassures her that their team is still intact. Eh. Mostly. But they don't know that. <laughs> and that they can still fight Hydra. <laughs> oh, that was this episode was so frustrating because of that. <laughs> yeah. It's like I uh, I remember freaking out. Like it just I, I like I don't even have the words to describe it because it exactly what you're feeling now. I was like, oh my god god they don't know yeah this is so bad this is so bad <laughs> I know. Oh, oh my god anyway okay so in havana unana <laughs> ward and reyna <laughs> ward and reyna enter a small barber shop and i don't know why but it just it really truly tickled me when the owner of the barbershop goes, Ah, bienvenida, senor ward. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the barber asks if ward needs a shave and ward's like, I'm letting it grow out. And it's like, it's not even a five o'clock shadow. (laughs) He clearly like just shaved the day before at the most. But he's like, "Eh, letting it grow out. And Reyna is underwhelmed by where they are meeting the clairvoyant. And then Garrett calls out from under his hot towel that (laughs) there's no need to call me that anymore. (laughs) So dramatic. Reyna is starstruck as Garrett introduces himself and compliments Reyna on her centipede work. He also calls her flowers. Uh, gross. 
and reveals to her dismay that he is not in fact a psychic just a very high level shield agent and a persuasive personality and ward's just like sitting in a corner (laughs) this whole time just like smirking and i was just like can you like get a personality like (laughs) (laughs) listen i hate him and i hate that this is the case but evil ward is a million times hotter than good old boy ward (laughs) and i don't know what that says about me it says a lot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you're right he it's he's hotter i i you're right <laughs> it's objectively true so reyna is incredibly disappointed that she's been lied to this whole time but garrett invites her to sit down in the barber chair that he was just in uh so he can show her how they're trying to change the world this whole time and then he says don't worry i would never dream of letting ernesto cut your hair and like <laughs> Great, that's wonderful. We don't want to cut people's hair without their consent. But also, could we maybe let Ernesto sanitize the workstation first? (laughs) Like, Garrett was just getting a facial done there. Like, that's disgusting. That is so unhygienic. I went to beauty school and they would have never stood for that. Right. I worked at a beauty school. They're going to get dinged all over the place. You did. I forgot about that. I, like, I knew that you were a secretary, but I, like, and I knew that it was at a beauty school. But I, I don't know. The things didn't connect in my brain. Anyway. Um, anyway, so she model walks over and sits in the chair. And Garrett says, welcome to Hydra. And then pull the lever. <laughs> uh, and the floor opens up. And her chair slowly descends down into it. It's so much. <laughs> so how they enter the Hydra headquarters in Cuba is actually a reference to how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. used to enter their New York base in the 1960s comics. Oh. In those, they, like, they sat in a barber's chair and they were lowered down into the facility. Man, I love those Easter eggs. So back at S.H.I.E.L.D., Fitzsimmons are hard at work trying to fix the plane's cargo ramp, and they're discussing just how fucked up everything is. S.H.I.E.L.D. has been labeled a terrorist organization, and the hierarchy is completely jumbled. So Simmons is freaking out a little bit, but Fitz is very confident that everything will get sorted out and all they can do is fix one problem at a time. And honestly, that's just the way I try to live my life, you know? You just do whatever you can, you solve one problem at a time, that's all you can do. Um, I wish I could. (laughs) I wish I had that mindset. Easier said than done, for sure. I feel like every six months I figure out, like, the secret to life. I'm like, oh my god, life hack. I've got to figure it out now. This changes everything. And then, like, in three months, I forget. (laughs) And then I spend, like, three months, like, miserable and depressed. And then I go, like, oh my god, I figured it out. (laughs) And rinse and repeat. (laughs) I mean, like I said, easier said than done. But it's comforting to me, you know? You just do one thing at a can. Yeah. One thing at a can, one thing at a time. (laughs) One thing at a can. (laughs) Uh, anyway, but then we get a lovely Fitz scream and a Simmons was right moment, which I always love. Such a good Fitz scream. It was. <laughs> I know I say this every single time, but I could literally listen to him screaming for hours <laughs> on end. I honestly, I want Ian DeCasica to just show up at my apartment and just scream at me all day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, so Coulson joins Skye back in the control room, where Skye lets him know that the cube has been taken back, and all Hydra agents have been flushed out, giving them now four safe shield locations. May arrives and lets them know that the plane is almost entirely ready to get back online. They're just waiting for Fitz to finish fixing the cargo ramp. And just then, Colonel Glenn Talbot of the U.S. Air Force calls in on the screen, and my boyfriend, David, was like, that's not a regulation mustache. It looks like it's painted on. And his hair looks like an area rug. I've been meaning to get an area rug. <laughs> you should. Um, he also pointed out that the Air Force seal that they have on the screen looks more like the real-life Department of Defense seal and not at all like the real-life Air Force interesting. seal. Interesting. Maybe they just picked it because it looked cooler. The Air Force seal looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely why. It explains it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talbot is such a great recurring character. Yeah. I don't consider this a spoiler. Like, I don't think it is, but he does come back, and he... You'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I think the actor has said once or twice that they had to enhance his mustache. Because it wasn't, like, bushy enough for the way that they pictured the character. (laughs) Yeah. So it kind of is painted on. (laughs) I think sometimes they used, like mustache extensions (laughs) and sometimes they literally did like enhance it with makeup like shade it in like how you do your eyebrows yes oh my god that's amazing (laughs) little hair like strokes that's my favorite fun fact that you've given me um anyway so Coulson tries to explain S.H.I.E.L.D.'s strategy to find the remaining Hydra agents, but Colonel Talbot keeps interrupting him with, like, a lot of negativity, okay? <laughs> like, what, is, what does he want them to do? Not, not try to fix it? He's just a curmudgeon. So Talbot says that the Air Force is sending in a peacekeeping force to question all remaining S.H.I.E.L.D. agents and, quote, make sure everything checks out. Eh. Okay. So Adrian Pazdar, who plays Glenn Talbot, he's actually worked on, like, a lot of superhero-based projects. He was, like, best known at this point for playing Nathan Petrelli in the show Heroes. Um, And he has been the voice of Tony Stark on many projects, like, animated projects. Oh. So, like, the 2012 Avengers Assemble cartoon, the 2012 Ultimate Spider-Man, which I used to watch, like, a lot. Really? I think on, like, the Marvel app or something, like, you could watch episodes for free. And so I would just, like, lay in my bed with my little iPod touch, and I would watch my little Ultimate Spider-Man cartoons. (laughs) And I think Coulson shows up in that a lot, too, if I remember correctly. Cool. Um, So, also... The Lego Marvel Superheroes, which I guess has to be a game. Probably. And he was also, he was the voice of Iron Man in the 2007 Phineas and Ferb Marvel special that apparently happened. Oh my god. (laughs) That's fantastic. I'm obsessed with that. (laughs) Anyway, so Sky, Coulson, and May are not fooled. Coulson says that if Talbot is involved, then there is nothing peaceful about this peacekeeping group. (laughs) 
Colson guesses that their best case scenario is that they all get slapped by legal and have to spend the next six months in court hearings. The worst case scenario is they all get bombed immediately and still can't fix the Hydra situation, which obviously that's that's the most important thing is yeah. that they get bombed and then they can't fix things. Yeah. Not that they just get bombed. Um, <laughs> so Coulson calls for them to implement Odyssey protocol and get the hell out of there. I want to know, like, is Odyssey protocol named after homer's odyssey i gotta know i feel like it has to be i feel like anything named odyssey is named after that but i'm like i wonder if it's like named that because of something in the story i would love to know agents of shield writers reach out (laughs) i mean they do go to like uncharted territory kind of they go on a journey together oh maybe so i like that Aaron and I have been taking turns reading a chapter of the Odyssey out loud to each other Aww. as, like, a romantic at-home date. That's cute. So if that tells you anything about our relationship. <laughs> That's so cute. It's actually so funny. The Odyssey is hilarious. Yeah, I remember reading it in high school and, and really enjoying it. It's so funny. Like, one thing in the very beginning, like, the suitors for Odysseus's wife, because everyone assumes that he's dead, right. are, like, mocking... Odysseus's son like behind his back and they're essentially like oh no Telemachus is gonna rain down revenge on us I'm so scared (laughs) and then like this kid Telemachus is like at most like 14 and just imagining him telling these grown men who want to marry his mother I'm gonna get you (laughs) I'm gonna get you so hard just wait, I'm gonna get you so hard. <laughs> it's like this little kid. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. I gotta read it again. Maybe me and David will try that. Okay, moving on. So, many S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are planning to stay behind to, sh- to surrender to the government, but Coulson and his team and anyone else who wants to keep fighting Hydra need to get out quick. I don't know why they would stay. Like, that is... Just... Yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, they want to, like, turn themselves in or something. I guess. I mean... I'd be like, I don't fucking do anything. <laughs> I, was, I was doing my job. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm trying to think of what I would do in that situation. Because up to this point, they have been a legitimate organization and these people have been legally employed and while they're not civilians they like have a clean record Mm -hmm. but like leaving you are going to be on the run from the law probably for the rest of your life like you cannot be normal anymore yeah I guess. If I had to guess, the people who are staying behind were not field agents. Yeah. They were probably, like, the statisticians. Is that the word for people who do statistics? Yeah. Like, lab workers. Right. Just, like, researchers and stuff. They're like, I test the chemicals. (laughs) I had nothing to do with this. (laughs) I just do math every day. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I want to go home to my wife and kids. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so Talbot and the Air Force are going to be landing within the hour, but May can have the plane in the air in 10 minutes, although they are very low on fuel. Trip wants to join the team, quote, since they're down a specialist. (laughs) Trip, you don't know how true that is! (laughs) 
But Coulson is firmly against having Trip on the plane, since Trip was Garrett's right-hand man for months. Trip is offended because he says he was fooled just as much as anybody else, if not more so. But Coulson doesn't budge until Simmons speaks up about how she witnessed Trip willing to die to defend S.H.I.E.L.D. She's like, you're going to fucking let him on this plane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Coulson begrudgingly agrees, but he says that Simmons is responsible for Trip if anything goes down. And then Fitz gives Trip a look. jealous baby (laughs) the way Gemma's looking over at Coulson and Tripp while they're having that conversation makes me think that like maybe Gemma had brought up the idea to Tripp and she was like why don't you ask if you can come with us oh maybe when I was watching this the first time around I guess I didn't notice those sort of looks or I didn't know how to interpret them because I was young and, like, didn't have that sort of experience. Yeah. But regardless, the idea of a love triangle between Simmons, Fitz, and Trip, like, never even crossed my mind for whatever reason. Yeah. It, w- it just wasn't on my radar. I didn't clock it. Like, <laughs> I knew that Trip sort of had a thing for Simmons, but that's where I thought it ended. Yeah. I didn't detect any mutual interest from Simmons at the time. Well, I don't know that I am thinking that Simmons has feelings for either of them. I think that they just both have feelings for Simmons. And Simmons is just, like, living her life. Maybe. But I feel like at this point, she's leaning more towards Trip. I I sense a lot more mutual attraction between the two of them. Maybe. I think she definitely gained a ton of respect for him. Yeah. It's just, like, the looks that they exchange are very different from the way way she looks at Fitz at this point. It's fine. We all know where it's going to end up. Yeah, but so, like, having not clocked this at 18 years old was probably why I didn't have a boyfriend or girlfriend, for that matter, until I was, like, 20. Mm -hmm. Because I can't tell when someone likes someone unless it's glaringly (laughs) obvious. Uh, Listen, I didn't have a boyfriend until I was 25, so... (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. (laughs) And also, just, like, Simmons standing up to Coulson, like... You're literally not the boss of me, so take a step back, maybe? Right. (laughs) She's like, could you chill out for a second? (laughs) She's like, you are not my commanding officer right now. Like, we are just (laughs) peers. Right. We are equals right now, motherfucker. We're just hanging out. (laughs) We're just chilling. We're just hanging out on this plane. (laughs) Um, So, Coulson goes through the plane to see how long they can stay hidden. Fitz says that they don't have any cloaking technology, but um, so their best bet is to stay in the air and out of other aircraft's radars for as long as possible. Simmons says that they have plenty of medical supplies, but they only have enough food for a few days at best. And Tripp says that their fuel line is actually leaking, and he can fix it as soon as they land. We can't land. Also, we don't have food. And also... Our fuel line is leaking, so we have to land. <laughs> but we can't. <laughs> um, but Sky finally gives them some good news. They have internet. Yay! Uh, they have no HQ support systems, obviously, but internet. So <laughs> Coulson tells her to find everything she can on every member of their team and erase it. Sky is taken aback by this. It's not something that can be undone. And once she does this, They'll no longer be agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
dun, dun, dun. They'll be agents of nothing. She said it. <laughs> it's us. It's our namesake. <laughs> I can't believe they gave us a shout out on the show. Oh wow. my god, that's so nice of them. I never expected us to get this much like attention. <laughs> Thank you, Sky. Come on the pod. <laughs> um, so as Coulson is about to walk away, Sky asks if he's heard from Ward since Garrett should have been put away by at the fridge by now. He says he hasn't, but she can try and call him. And when she's done, she needs to go around and collect everyone's badges since they kind of can't be flashing those around anymore. So Coulson goes to tell May that the fuel is leaking uh, and that they need to touch down in like four hours. And it it's like a two second scene but it's literally the most dramatic two seconds of television i've ever seen <laughs> and uh, for what <laughs> i mean they have like no idea what to do it just it was so intense so sky calls ward to of course tell him everything that happened and all of their plans obviously and that his identity has been erased <laughs> so ward quickly lies about why he's not back yet and he's just so happy to keep her talking about where <laughs> Coulson has them headed. And Skye very aptly says, who are you going to be when you come back? Wow. <laughs> foreshadowing. Amazing. And Ward says, I don't know, maybe Tom Brady. And she's like, so predictable. <laughs> you want to date models. <laughs> when they hang up, Garrett's like, well, you hate the Patriots. Uh, which is also an interesting team for him to hate since... They are literally traitors to their country. <laughs> but Ward is like, yeah, but the Agent Grant Ward that she knows doesn't. And Garrett says, yeah, that straight version of you is something else. <laughs> <laughs> the straight version? <laughs> I did not realize that the Nazis had grown so accepting. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm. Um... <laughs> But then Ward brings up that he's still mad at Garrett for having Sky shot. Garrett's like, what? You're still mad about that? Look, if you really cared about her, you would have called me and told me. And are we supposed to, are we really supposed to believe that Ward actually was falling for her? Because that's fucking ridiculous. Like, he's disgusting. I can't. I hate that. No, really. Like, Ward couldn't have really liked her that much if he didn't think to tell his secret boss Hey, I like this one girl on the team. Don't hurt her. Right. Like, that definitely should have occurred to him, I feel. Yeah. I just... You can't... You can't... Oh. You, do you hear those sirens? They're coming for me. They're coming for you? <laughs> they're coming for me. Oh, no. They're coming for Ward. They fucking better be. I like, you just... You can't... You can't be, like, falling in love with someone and also be, like, manipulating them and lying to them and, like leading them on. I, I don't know. I don't know how he ever thought that this... Well, I guess he didn't think that it would work out because he tried to avoid her. But, like, at at this point where he's at now, I'm like, what do you think will happen when she eventually inevitably finds out? Right. Like, that's going to happen at some point. It, more than likely. Or, like, how would you even begin to pursue a relationship with her? Yeah. The you that she likes is not a real is person. Is not you. Yeah. Anyway, Ward brings up that Garrett said from the beginning that this mission was supposed to be just about gathering intel on Coulson, no bloodshed. Which, okay, all right. Yeah. I'll give him that. I can give him a little bit of a pass on that. And Garrett's like, that's before I knew that Coulson didn't know squat. <laughs> 
I just, I love fake swearing on, like, family shows because Garrett's supposed to be, like, so tough, right? Like, he's literally a Nazi that doesn't give two shits whether or not someone dies. But he's like, Coulson didn't know squat. (laughs) Ward is still mad, though. Garrett says, the girl I get, she's cute. Yes, she is. Um, but don't forget what the assignment was. Don't forget who gave it to you, and don't forget why. But cheer up, we're getting closer than ever. This is so fucking cryptic! (laughs) I thought that they were gonna, like, answer all three of those questions in this episode. I was really hoping they would, but I don't think they did. (laughs) Don't forget what the assignment was. Don't forget who gave it to you, and don't forget why. That sounds like, like, notes I would leave to myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, so I don't have anything to You're say. You're not going to say anything. <laughs> um, anyway, so Garrett goes to see Raina, who has the memory reading machine set up, and she's like, can I go now? But Garrett says, no, flowers. You're in charge of the centipede project again, and we're going into phase three. And Raina's like, I have a name. <laughs> Ugh, it's so annoying. Please. She's like, I thought phase three ended when I couldn't get the truth about Tahiti from Coulson, and then I went to literal prison. (laughs) But Garrett tells her what she told Coulson ended up pushing him exactly where Garrett wanted him to go. So phase three is a go. (laughs) You ever notice how it's really only the women in this world that get the demeaning nicknames they don't like? Yes! (laughs) Just a thought. Ridiculous. Everybody else gets called by their last names. Just something I've noticed. That's all. Garrett tells Reyna about finding the guest house and all the GH drugs, although he hasn't found the one that brought Coulson back to life yet, because Fitz took the last one for Sky. <laughs> but Garrett has been trying to test out all the other ones on other dead people that he's just, like, keeping in this lab under the barber shop. Um, and he says that although he doesn't have a gift, he thinks that Reyna does. He's stealing her catchphrase. God, do the insults never end. So Ward gives her a hard drive with all of Simmons' work on it, that fucker, <laughs> so that Raina can try and crack what's in the magic drug. And is Raina a doctor? Because, like, how would she be able to crack it if Simmons couldn't? And I don't remember anything saying that she was a doctor. I don't doctor. know. I feel like, I don't know. They never, like, say anything about it, I don't think. And I don't remember, but I think they're, like implying that like she's a scientist because like we see her working on stuff that was that seemed so random (laughs) garrett and ward tell reyna that they are heading over to raid the fridge (laughs) and break out all the terrible people and creatures in there i love a good fridge raid (laughs) same i used to raid your fridge all the time yeah (laughs) i remember the first time we ever hung out we um tried to make this is going to age us like a viral pinterest facebook hack oh yeah um we put gummy bears in sprite in popsicle molds and tried to make (laughs) sprite gummy bear popsicles and they were not work they were okay (laughs) it was just it was just frozen gummy bears That's really all it was. <laughs> and that was the first time we ever, like, actually hung out. <laughs> it was wonderful. We had great ideas. <laughs> we did. We were always up to something. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, anyway, so, uh, <sighs> our plane is flying very low on an open ocean somewhere, and Skye brings Coulson everyone's badges. She said it took longer than she expected. Simmons got choked up when she handed hers over. <laughs> and then Skye pulls out her own badge that she literally just got, like, days ago. <laughs> this fucking sucks. It's so upsetting. Um, and she hands it over to Coulson as well. Coulson lets out a big sigh and then puts his on the pile, too. And then they commiserate. He tells Skye about how he was even younger than her when Fury first recruited him. He was fresh out of high school. Which means that Fury was, like, one of those army recruiters that texts, like, 16-year-olds, like, Hey, do you want to go to college? We'll pay for it if you die for us. Hey, do you want health care? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but... As Coulson is putting all the badges into his safe, his badge starts lighting up with coordinates. Mm -hmm. Coulson says that there is only one person who would be able to send a message that way. And it's totally his style. (laughs) Which says a lot about Fury. It does. Just like, can you be normal? (laughs) Can you just pick up a phone, please? (laughs) Just, Just be normal. So Coulson is telling the rest of the team about these coordinates, and Simmons is absolutely giddy at the idea that Fury is still alive. Sky says that the coordinates are for somewhere in the Canadian wilderness. Like, that tells them literally anything at all. Like, Canada is <laughs> fucking gigantic, and the vast majority of it is icy wilderness. Like, pretty much all of Canadian civilization is, like, on the U.S. border, basically. <laughs> like, is it in the northeastern Canadian wilderness? <laughs> is it, like, in the Southwestern Canadian wilderness? Like, over by The Alaska. central Canadian wilderness? <laughs> is it up by the border? <laughs> is it by the North Pole? I don't know. <laughs> so the coordinates sent to Coulson's badge actually, in real life, point to just a nameless road in eastern Ontario, uh, less than 20 miles from the border of Quebec, which I'm not going to pretend that I I know (laughs) where that is. I do. Um, U.S. education in literally anything, much less geography, is already lacking, and I'd like to remind you all that I was homeschooled. (laughs) So I do my best. Well, okay, so just so you know, Quebec, I'm pretty sure, is like over like new england area basically and then ontario is like just over that so like michigan wisconsin are like right under ontario i'm pretty sure is it nearish to because like i know i know where prince edward island is from anne of green gables yes of course so that's like way on the east okay yeah and i know where nova scotia is also on the east because that's the place that my ancestors were exiled from cajuns (laughs) <laughs> Hashtag Acadian pride. <laughs> we were forced out of Canada because we were poor and y'all didn't like us. <laughs> anyway, uh, and we're still poor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was, okay, so if I can like bring us off track for literally just a second. Please do. We've been so off track this whole episode. Yes. So... The town that my grandparents live in, the town that my mom grew up in, is essentially, like, a tiny island of just, like, raised land in the middle of a swamp. Like, it's swamp on all sides. Yeah. And that was the only place where Acadians were allowed to settle, was in those undesirable locations. Right. 
Which is why we get drunk all the time. Because what else is there to do? <laughs> I was trying to explain to Aaron that, like, the reason a lot of people just stay in Bayou Buff, the reason why, like, almost everyone in that town is related. Someone dies, and then the children of another family buy their house and like that cycle just repeats like for infinity. Yeah. I'm 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 not certain about this. I could definitely be wrong, but most of the families that are in Bayou Buff right now have been there for centuries. They've they've been there since the Acadians were exiled. Yeah. It's such a like a deep part of their identity living in that area yeah and like doing the traditional bayou buff things right halloween over there is like a whole event oh man because the the entire town is essentially just one main road Mm -hmm. you don't have like suburbs where it's like blocks of houses right what you have is a house a few miles down the road another house a few miles down the road another house and that's the whole town right uh and so like everybody knows everybody of course Everybody calls you friend. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, now we have to get back to it. <laughs> okay, um, so Coulson says that while Fury has never communicated like this before, he is absolutely certain that the message is from Fury. No basis for that, but okay. Just vibes. <laughs> yep. Trip brings up a very good point that this could very well be a trap since, well, everything else has been a trap <laughs> so far. And Coulson's like, you see this badge? Director Fury gave me this badge. And when he did, I swore an oath. We all did to be humanity's last line of defense, to do whatever is needed, blah, blah, blah. Like, like he said, they all swore that oath, including Garrett and Ward and Sitwell and every other agent who switched over to Hydra. So this is terrible reasoning to believe it's not a trap. It's not a reason at all. <laughs> And Golson says Fury gave him this plane, too, so if anyone doesn't want to follow him, they can just jump off the plane. Oof. <laughs> Good lord. Colson is is really grasping at straws here. He's kind of falling apart. For real. He's having a full existential crisis. With literally no reasoning. Fully just going on vibes. <laughs> he, he's grasping at straws. Like. Yeah. Um, so over at the Hydra headquarters, Garrett is being informed that they were not able to take the cube, but he's not worried. Once they take over the fridge, they'll have everything they need to take over any other shield base in the world. The soldier delivering the message ends with a, like, double Nazi salute and says, Hail Hydra! And Garrett's like, could you stop? <laughs> you look like a West Texas cheerleader at a pep rally. And it... That would it'd be so much funnier if they were not also, like, literal Nazis. <laughs> um, so Ward goes over to Reyna and mentions that she seemed disappointed when she found out that there wasn't a real clairvoyant. She simply says, there was a question I'd like to have asked. And then she changes the subject to how long Ward has known Garrett. Apparently Garrett also recruited Ward as a teenager, saved him, quote, from his abusive home, and groomed him into the filth he is today. Sounds very familiar. Ooh, the parallels. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't... He- oh, my God, that's just hitting me. Shit. 
<laughs> but like, <laughs> Ward, Bestie, you are working for Nazis. I don't think he saved you from yourself. I think he made you worse. <laughs> yes. Like, that seems like a more accurate description. <laughs> So uh, then they get into how Ward gained the trust of everyone on Coulson's team. And this part has me fucking steaming. (laughs) He says that Agent May was the primary threat. So he, quote, let things get intimate. (laughs) Oh, my God. Raina's like, you don't seem like her type. And Ward puts on this cocky little smirk and he's like, I'm everyone's type. No! 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 He's no! no, not! Oh no. Oh, oh no, I'm so sorry. Don't say it. Don't say it. Why did he look so hot though? <laughs> I am so attracted to Brett Dalton. To... You're attracted to Brett Dalton. Well, y- yes. But I'm so attracted to cockiness in a way that I'm not proud of. I don't like it about myself. It has gotten me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> but, like, I, oh, I I really super fucking hated Ward the first time I watched the show. Yeah. Like, vehemently hated him. But, goddamn, something must have changed in grown-up me. Because while I still do hate him, he's doing it for me physically. Nope. Not for me. <laughs> Brett Dalton, sure. Brett Dalton with with a little scruff, wonderful. <laughs> Nazi ward, no. <laughs> okay, okay. But like, I could... Okay, this is gonna get graphic. Children, cover your ears or hit the skip 30 seconds button. I could see myself hate this ward. No! No! <laughs> Mariah! I'm sorry! It's not like I'm proud of it! (laughs) That's disgusting! (laughs) Just once? (laughs) Once is too many! (laughs) I don't know. I've been really loving villains lately. Clearly. Like, I love the Scarlet Witch as a villain. I've been thirsting over Reyna this whole podcast. And now, Evil (laughs) War? Fuck! (laughs) I don't like not agreeing on this. <laughs> it was bound to happen eventually. I know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look at you differently now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, so... <laughs> Ward says that Sky was the only unknown variable, but being her S.O. gave him a chance to get inside her head and see how she thinks and manipulate her and lead her on in a completely, incredibly inappropriate workplace situationship. <laughs> so, Raina asks if Ward truly felt nothing for any of them. And he sure did tell Lorelai the opposite of that, um, which, can you lie under her spell? I think that Sky is the only person on the team that he cares about and by cares about I mean is obsessed with True. as an object that he wants to attain Ugh. but like not even Simmons not even Fitz they bonded over him throwing his sandwich away that makes me cry <laughs> that he was like they were like 
it was almost a genuine friendship. He was like being really good. He made him feel so good about himself. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um. So Raina says that she met Coulson and he seems like a genuinely good man who would have given his life for Ward. So doesn't Ward owe him anything? And Ward says, sure, but I owe Garrett everything. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Garrett groomed you and manipulated you since you were a teenager and now you have trauma bonded and think that he's the only person that you owe anything to when in reality you should be kicking his fucking ass. Garrett could simply have just helped teenage Grant get away from his shitty older brother, Maynard, um, by like paying for him to go to college or something and then not asking for anything in return such as becoming a Nazi. Over in the lab... Fitzsimmons and Tripp are still, like, organizing all the boxes of rations and supplies and stuff. And Fitz is saying, we have to trust that Coulson knows what he's doing. And Tripp starts to respond, look, I respect Coulson. And Fitz corrects him, that's Agent Coulson to you. Goodness gracious. chill out, babe. So Tripp takes a breath and corrects himself. Continuing that while he respects Coulson and is grateful to him, it seems like Coulson is chasing a white whale. And Fitz is like, have you even read Moby Dick? Yikes. (laughs) And Tripp is like, yeah, have you? (laughs) And Fitz goes, that's not the point. Fitz, oh my god. (laughs) Mm, Fitz, baby, I get that you're jealous. I, I understand. I get it. But with that said... Assuming the black man who likes the same girl you like is uneducated, not a good look, honey. It's very much not the move. Right. Tripp just rolls his eyes as Fitz sassily gets back to checking his inventory. Um, but Simmons agrees with Tripp. It's very likely that Coulson could be leading them into a trap. Tripp comes back and says, now is not the time to follow blindly. But Fitz says, no, now's the time you stick with the guy you believe in. And then he gives Simmons a very pointed look as he walks away. Fitz, baby. Damn, that was not subtle in the slightest. But the kicker (laughs) is the fact that Simmons still does not catch on. Right. Literally. Autistic queen. (laughs) Um, So at the fridge, Ward and Garrett are dropped off on the roof with Garrett handcuffed and Ward escorting him by the elbow. Ward identifies himself to the guards and says that Hand called in their arrival. But the guards say that they are under orders to only accept Garrett from Hand herself. So when they ask where she is, Ward avoids the question, saying, where do you think she is? She's got meetings with every high-ranking S.H.I.E.L.D. agent out there. There's a war going on, in case you guys missed it. Which is very convincing, but a classic lie technique. So the guards still don't budge, and Ward's like, you really want me to radio her and have her turn the plane around and come all the way back? Like, the plane just left, like, 30 seconds ago. (laughs) But, so the guard's like, yeah, that's exactly what you need to do. (laughs) And so as Ward is about to pretend to radio hand, a helicopter flies up and starts shooting at them. The guards are like, oh shit, it's Hydra. And Ward's like, let us in. One of the guards says, it's against protocol. And Ward's like, I don't care about protocol. You're going to get me killed out here. And so the other guard is like, fuck it. And he opens the door like an idiot. I'm just kidding. It's probably exactly, I would have done the exact same thing. That's a ridiculously good plan to get in. It's fantastic. It's genius. 
Um, so they hurry inside and they head straight into the elevator with the guards. The guards ask how Hydra knew they were coming, and Garrett says, We told them. And Ward shoots them both in the head before they can even turn around. Oh my god, that is brutal. The way that Ward just kills so casually. Yeah. It's disturbing. And they're, like, joking around. Yeah. He just shot two people in the face, and they're cracking jokes. Evil incarnate. So Garrett tells his men to grab everything they can. If it's dangerous, good. If it's alien, even better. And then he finds the 084 from Peru and turns it on. Ward thinks that it's just some kind of plasma particle beam, whatever that is. But Garrett says it's so much more than that. Coulson's plane is touching down in the icy wilderness about seven miles from the coordinates. Coulson looks at all of them and says that while he knows in his gut that there is something up there, everyone who accompanies him on this mission must choose it for themselves. He recognizes that a lot has changed for everyone over the last couple of episodes. Days. Episodes. Whatever. (laughs) Coulson has full faith that they are on the right path. He is giving them one last chance to back out if they so choose. And then, without waiting to see who would walk with him, Coulson opens the cargo ramp and heads out into the snow. And then every single person there goes with him. Of course. So, another Mm. stupid goof from IMDb. During this scene, there is an SUV in the cargo bay of the bus. Mm -hmm. Yet, the team decides to hike miles to the shield base. How exactly are they going to drive an SUV through a snowy forest? Right? I would really love to know. Who writes these? Right. Like, did they happen to have, like, snow chains or whatever to put on their tires? Like, (laughs) and they're going in between trees and stuff. Like, There's no road. (laughs) They're in the woods. They're in the woods. He said, he said, he said in the text, the terrain is rough. (laughs) Who writes these? People who aren't paying that close of attention. They're paying too much attention to listen, the wrong thing. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that the, like, IMDb things are, like, community whatever. Like, the fun facts and whatnot. Yeah. Let's, let's, just, like, as a rule, if you weren't really paying attention to the episode, let, probably don't put your fun facts in there. Like, <laughs> maybe just, just a thought. <laughs> but, like, the, the thing is... They were paying close enough attention to cite the timestamp of the scene. At 27 minutes and 46 seconds, there's an SUV in the cargo bay of the bus. But you weren't listening to the scene right before. They were looking too hard in the background. You weren't watching the scene right after? (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. So you see why I hate the IMDb goofs a lot. Because it's either nitpicky or wrong like straight up just wrong (laughs) right so back at the fridge ward has found the berserker staff it just must have called to him and garrett is carving out holes in the cement walls with the peruvian 084 and letting out all the inmates one of them stops and gives garrett a look before he heads down the hall after the escapee before him and i like was that supposed to be a person that we know so Garrett chuckles to himself and then says, this should keep Coulson busy for a while. Diabolical. It's so smart. 
Um, so then Garrett finds Ward just, like, very oddly standing in the middle of a hallway. Um, and he tries to hurry him along. But Ward says that Coulson told him there's something else hidden underneath the fridge. So they make a bet. Whoever's right buys dinner. And Ward's like, great, I'm so sick of the food on that plane. Like, he was the one cooking! <laughs> uh, anyway, so Ward uses the 084 and blasts a hole in the floor. And he was right, because something is glowing blue. Literally everything is blue in the MCU, apparently. <laughs> there, I have no idea what this could possibly be. <laughs> Coulson and team are still trudging through the snow. Fitz and Simmons are straggling behind a little bit, and Simmons asks if Fitz meant what he said before about Coulson. Fitz says, I don't know, Gemma. I love, I love when he calls her by her first name. I know. So sweet. And I love that, like, because we've mentioned before that, like, the female characters in this show tend to not get the same respect in terms of what they're called as the male characters do. Yeah. But I love that for Fitz... When he's talking to someone else, he refers to her as Simmons. But when he's talking to her, he says Gemma. Yeah. And I just love that. I love that yeah. distinction. Aw. Aw, so cute. <laughs> but anyway, so he wants to believe that Coulson knows what he's doing, but he's just not really sure of anything at the moment. Simmons says that at least they have each other. And Fitz is grateful. He says that the last thing he wants is for things to change. But Simmons says, it's too late for that. <laughs> and, like, what does she mean by that, though? Like, their overall circumstance or their personal dynamic or her crush has moved on to someone else? Like, I have so many questions and Fitz's face has, like, a million questions etched into it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like all of the above. Yeah. That line breaks my heart every time. It's so like, heavy. Everything has changed. Literally everything. Everything is changing all at once. So as they reach a small clearing in the trees, Coulson announces that they have reached the coordinates. So they all need to start looking. For what? We don't know. For how long? Until they find it. Uh, Trip asks, what about the plane and the satellite? But Coulson says that they used all of their remaining fuel to get there, so they can't really go back to the plane anyway. <laughs> Of course. And Simmons is getting angry now. She's like, did you know that before you flew us out into the middle of nowhere? And Coulson shoots back, it was the right play. Fury sent us these coordinates for a reason. And he's starting to get a little bug-eyed. So everybody's like fully freaked out now. And May's like exasperated. She goes, and what reason is that? And Coulson yells, I don't know, but it has to mean something. The world needs us. Hydra is out there, and we cannot let them win. And then he says the iconic, We are not agents of nothing! We are agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that still carries weight. It has to, after everything we've been through. Damn! Carson? Carson? Who Whoa. the fuck is Carson? <laughs> Clark and Coulson, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Damn! Clark was acting for his life there. Literally, literally spitting facts, <laughs> which then froze as soon as they left his mouth. <laughs> it makes me want to cry, like, every time. It's so good. Every time. So, a fun fact, the repeated phrase, agents of nothing, in the dialogue, is a reference to Secret Warriors Volume 1, Nick Fury, Agent of Nothing, Collected Edition, that contains the story arc 
written by Jonathan Hickman, originally published in six parts in 2009. And in this story arc also, Hydra is revealed to have infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. after World oh War II. Oh my god! I did not know this existed when we named this podcast, <laughs> and now I have to buy it and own it and read it and blow up the cover art and frame it and put it on my wall! <laughs> it's incredible! I That's so fucking cool! But, and it must be said, we are not agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We, we are, are agents, agents of nothing! Of nothing! <laughs> I don't know how that's going to sound, but it was great. Yeah. It sounded wonderful to me. You get what you get. <laughs> this is a free podcast. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> everyone is speechless, and Coulson realizes that he was raising his voice, and he apologizes. I, I feel like he was apologizing for a lot of things there. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, there's so much defeat in his voice. I'm sorry for raising my voice. I'm sorry I trapped us all in the middle of nowhere. I'm sorry about S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I'm sorry this isn't what you signed up for. Oh, God, poor Coulson. Um, So then, in frustration, he throws his badge, and then a giant automatic gun shoots it out of the sky. So everyone dives to the ground and ducks for cover, and Fitz is like, I think we found it. So Coulson is positive that this is a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility, and despite everyone's protestations, he steps out in front of the gun and identifies himself to the computerized voice. The voice says, welcome, Agent Coulson. We've been expecting you. And then a rock, like, splits apart, revealing a shiny chrome-looking hallway behind it. Ah. Amazing. So then Garrett, Ward, and the rest of the Hydra soldiers return to their base. Reyna informs Garrett that there's been a complication with the hard drive. Garrett's face darkens, and he says, I don't like complications. And like, okay, it's farther than you got on it, my man. (laughs) But she says that they've had three hackers try to break into this thing, but Sky programmed it to erase every bit of data on it if anyone other than her tries to access it. Like, finally, someone thinking ahead. Thank you, Sky. <laughs> and Ward's like, of course she did. And sighs like he actually respects her or something. Took you long enough, I guess. <laughs> right? Like, this is what it takes? <laughs> she just had to outsmart you first, which she already did multiple times. Many times over. So Garrett looks at him and says, you know what that means, Romeo? No! <laughs> no, 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 no! Ew! Ew! Ward is never allowed to even look in her direction again, ever, ever, ever. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking rip his eyelashes off. <laughs> so then Coulson and their and team enter through the rock door, and then Patton Oswald skids around the corner to greet them. Koenig! <laughs> so kind of the thing that brought this podcast into being was back in February, I had tweeted out a video talking about how my dad had been a big fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and how so many memories of my dad are intertwined with the show. And I tagged a bunch of the cast and crew in the tweet, but, I mean, like, you know when you tweet at any sort of celebrity or whatever, you you don't expect them to ever actually see it. Right. They probably get so many tweets in a day. Exactly. And I'm not sure it would have gotten the attention it did if... Patton hadn't been the first one to quote tweet it. So I'll just read what he said now. This is so sweet and beautiful. So happy to have been a part of a show that meant so much to you and your dad. He sounded like a wonderful man. And his wife also tweeted me later on and said, 
I know that feeling of having something special with your dad. And as I watch my daughter grow up, she and her dad, too, have their special thing. It resonates, I'm sure, with so many of us. That's so sweet of them. (laughs) I got Patton's tweet at 8.16 p.m., and this was when I was still working at Starbucks in the morning shift, and I was already in bed. I had to wake up at 4 a.m. the next morning for work. (laughs) But, like, my phone was blowing up. It was insane. I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah. And I had to turn my Twitter notifications off for the first time in, like, 10 years. (laughs) I've been on Twitter so long, I used to get my notifications sent to me in text. But that's beside the point. I know I'm old. (laughs) But that just meant so much to me. And he really set the ball rolling for that tweet to get the attention that it did. Yeah. And if it weren't for that and the kindness of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan base, I'm not sure I would have gotten the idea to start this podcast in the first place. So, Patton, if you ever hear this, thank you so much. Come on the pod. (laughs) Yeah, come on the pod, Patton. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so Patton says that they are in Fury's secret S.H.I.E.L.D. base. He calls it Providence, but it technically doesn't have a name because it technically doesn't exist. He leads them into, like, a very normal-looking multi-purpose room with, like, lots of tables and chairs. And he's like, pretty awesome, right? (laughs) And Coulson's like, I guess. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) Uh, So he introduces himself. Eric Koenig, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Level 6. And wasn't Coulson a level 8 and Ward and May were, like, level 7s? How is he in on a secret facility like this, but they weren't that doesn't make sense to me. Could you see Coulson, May, or Ward being locked in an underground bunker for six months at the least? Well, no. No windows, <laughs> no entertainment, no visitors. That's why they had a level <laughs> six agent there. Fury was like, hey, do you need somewhere to live <laughs> forever? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Ac- that sounds so fun, actually. For real. <laughs> Oh my god, so much Call of Duty time. Right. I can FaceTime with my brother. (laughs) So Koenig fangirls over meeting the legendary Agent Coulson, and then apologizes for the gun outside. He says it's programmed to destroy any rapidly moving metal object. Coulson sheepishly says, it was my badge. And Koenig's like, oh, great. Yeah, no, that won't be difficult to replace it all um but don't worry soon you'll get your very own lanyard (laughs) and then he holds up his which is like almost certainly made of yarn (laughs) and then he's like the rest of you will receive one on a case-by-case basis only (laughs) there is nothing more i want in this life than a lanyard marvel someone at marvel send me a lanyard Patton, send us a lanyard (laughs) Um, so Koenig confirms uh, to the group that Fury is dead and informs them that the fridge has fallen as well. Sky immediately moves to call Ward. Stupid, 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 stupid. I swear to God. She tells him where they are. I will She scream. has no reason to suspect. I know, I know it, I know it. But still, like, he's not with them. They, she could have just been like, yeah, we'll meet up with you later. Ugh! Koenig pulls Coulson to another room, and apparently Koenig has been alone in this secret bunker ever since the Shatari invaded New York. 
which is like quarantine extreme. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, it's cool. I've been like reading a lot and like playing Call of Duty online with my brother. Do you play? Colson's like, yeah, of course. You know, not much lately. <laughs> like, Colson's a gamer. I made the same <laughs> note. <laughs> When did he play? When did he play Call of Duty? <laughs> At what point in his, like, 20-year-long S.H.I.E.L.D. career did he have the time to play Call of Duty? <laughs> um, so then Coulson's like, oh, yeah, by the way, was there a reason that you, like, pulled me in here? And Koenig's like, oh, right, yeah, no, uh, Fury's not actually dead. He's alive. <laughs> Coulson's like, What? And Koenig's like, yeah, you know, Hydra thought they killed him, but he's fine. <laughs> Coulson goes, then why did you just lie to my team? And Koenig says, uh, I don't know them. <laughs> Besides, that was a direct order from Fury. Only a select few people can know that he's alive. This is full Eclipse protocol. No one else can know. And that's named after Twilight. <laughs> Um, so Coulson says that he's not comfortable keeping secrets from his own team, but Koenig's tone changes, and he says, they haven't been vetted, so if Coulson talks, there's going to be a problem. Coulson's like, are you threatening me? And Koenig says, 100%, Fury's orders. <laughs> I love it, because, like... I know! Literally what I was talking about, whiplash, like... <laughs> and he, he's looking up, and he's like, 100%, I'll kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> So Coulson begrudgingly agrees, and Koenig bounces back. He's like, great, I'll set you up with a lanyard, and you can have Agent May pull the plane around. I have a parking spot set up for it and everything. I love it! (laughs) He's so fun! That's the most me thing. Um, So Eric Koenig was actually written with Patton Oswalt in mind to portray him. Because Oswalt, quote, knows more about S.H.I.E.L.D. than any of the writers. I love that. We stand Patton Oswalt here. This is a pro-Patton Oswalt household. Is he just, like, a, a comic book nerd or something? Like... Yeah. Cool. <laughs> no yeah. further explanation. <laughs> he just... Like, he loved every second of being on this show. Aww. And, like, I, I didn't have to have him tweet me to know that. <laughs> yeah. So... Ward is hanging up the phone with Skye, and Garrett says, A secret base, huh? Sounds exactly like Fury. I fucking knew she was gonna tell him. God damn it. This is literally why Koenig didn't want anybody else to know. (laughs) Ward tells Garrett that Skye confirmed that Fury is dead, so it's a damn good thing (laughs) that she thought that. So Garrett is pleased as he pulls on yet another turtleneck sweater. Like, he's always in a turtleneck. (laughs) And I don't... Ward is literally wearing a t-shirt. They're in Cuba. (laughs) Why is he in a turtleneck sweater? (laughs) Um, So Garrett starts to say, now about the girl. And Ward cuts him off. I know how much this means to you. I'll get it done. Get what done? Like, if he even breathes the same air in the same hemisphere as her, I will rip off his eyebrows. (laughs) That is such a specific threat. (laughs) He's got great eyebrows, and I'm going to deprive him of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Garrett turns around, and as he says, we all have our weaknesses, he pulls his sweater down over the metal panels on his torso. He's a centipede. That flash of metal. The teases and build-ups on this show are just 
immaculate. Garrett says that he'll give Ward 24 hours to get the password to the hard drive and get out. After that, he is to kill the rest of the team and bring Sky to Garrett. Ward just silently nods. And Garrett says they just need to make sure that his story is straight. So Ward walks over and then just lets Garrett start beating the absolute shit out of him. Which seems pretty unnecessary since Ward does already have like a split lip and a cut over his eyebrow. But any excuse to see a Nazi get punched is a-okay with me. (laughs) So then Ward shows up in the snow outside Providence, identifying himself to the automated voice as Grant Ward, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ugh, it makes me so mad and sad and so many emotions because, like, when the door opens and she sees him and her face lights up. I know. So she is immediately worried about his injuries that he's, like, fake humble about and tells him to have Simmons check him out. And then maybe we can get that drink, she says. And he says, and I am going to combust. I literally, wa- I was shaking and like screaming and crying and throwing up. Like I <laughs> hate this. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh my god. Also, Brett Dalton is so good at the transition from like his like flirty, cheeky grin while Sky's looking at him, and to like ominous villain smirk when she turns away. It was chilling. <laughs> Uh, this episode was so intense. I I had to take a breather for a minute. I had to just, like, sit there and pet my dog for, like, five minutes before I could continue on to the post-content content. content. (laughs) So in the Hydra headquarters, Ian Quinn comes barreling down the stairs to complain to Garrett about the quality of his stay in the fridge. He's like, I had to stay in a room smaller than my shoe closet. Wait. Shoe closet? I didn't even catch that. I didn't even catch that. I didn't even. This asshole. (laughs) I heard the words, but I didn't give much thought to it. He has an entire closet for his shoes. Shoe closet. (laughs) And it's bigger than a jail cell. (laughs) I, I was, I can't, I can't. Um, <laughs> My God. Uh, also, he seems to know, like, exactly who Garrett is. Like, I was really questioning if he knew that it was the clairvoyant grabbing his tongue, like, while it was happening. Or if he's, like, just now putting it together that the guy who was breaking him out of the box is the one who put it him who put him in you know what i mean so like he knows who garrett is because garrett was keeping busy under the pretense that he was trying to take quinn down like in the name of shield Mm -hmm. he didn't know that garrett was the clairvoyant okay and i think this whole thing is fucking hilarious it is (laughs) (laughs) the enemy of my enemy is also my enemy But I do like to see my other enemy squirm, even if it's at the hands of my other other enemy. (laughs) So Quinn's like, do you know what my life was like before I met you? It was really nice. I fucking bet, Mr. Shoe Closet. (laughs) But now his life sucks because he's no longer a billionaire. He says, all my assets were frozen. I've been beaten. You almost ripped my tongue out of my mouth. (laughs) Garrett's like, and now I'm regretting that I didn't. And I get that. They should have just let May kill him. (laughs) He is so 
pathetic. He's annoying. Whining about a situation that he got himself in. Yes. Like, like, I get that you're pissed off that the same guy that you were working for is the guy that was pretending to try to catch you. I get that you're pissed off about that. But if you weren't willing to do shady things and associate yourself with this program in the first place, right. then this wouldn't have happened to you at all. <laughs> exactly. You knew what you were getting into regardless. You knew that it was always a risk that you would get caught and have consequences. You just right. thought it was impossible. You just thought that you could buy yourself out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Quinn is furious that all of this was for someone who wasn't even psychic. And Garrett says, I may not be gifted, but that doesn't mean I don't have a special gift just for you. And I wish it was a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> so Garrett leads Quinn over to a, like, covered box, and he pulls the sheet off, revealing Professor Quirrell's Gravitron thing contained in a glass box. <laughs> and now I remember that very cryptic after credit scene from that episode. Garrett and Quinn fully flirting. Oh. Absolutely. Like, that was overt. I've got a special gift just for you. No, not even that. What got me, what got me, when Garrett's like, that's all you have to say? <laughs> and Quinn turns to him and he's like, thank you. <laughs> like, oh my god, just fuck on top of the Gravitonium box, why don't you? Oh my god. This was a goddamn good episode. <laughs> Okay, so then let's get to our overall thoughts. Let's go. Oh, I was so stressed out. <laughs> I was so stressed out. Like, even more than 17. I hate knowing things that the characters don't know. I hate that. I can't. I cannot handle it. <laughs> That's it. That's all. <laughs> what were yours? I just... We only have a few episodes left of season one. And every episode we cover just reinforces why I love this show so, so much. It's so good. I'm so excited to finish up this season, and ah, I'm just, I'm really happy we're doing this. <laughs> oh, me too. So that concludes our episode on season one, episode 18, Providence. If you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on TikTok at Agents of Nothing Podcast, on Twitter at Agent Nothing Pod. You can go to anchor.fm slash agentsofnothing and send us a voice message with your thoughts. You can also donate to us on Anchor if you want to. You can email us at agentsofnothingpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to do a end-of-season bonus episode reading all of those. Yeah. You can keep up with our personals. You can find me, Mariah, on Twitter at fullswampwitch underscore on TikTok at Submarine Warfare and on Instagram at Submarine Warfare. And you can find me, Caroline, on Twitter at RustyPage95, on Instagram at underscore RustyPage, or on TikTok at CrazyGinger995. Next week, we will be covering Season 1, Episode 19, The Only Light in the Darkness. So stay tuned for that. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.